0: okay uh hey guys do you uh, want to hear a joke yes please well there was a major new study recently mm. and it found that humans eat more bananas than monkeys really yeah but i can't remember the last time i had a monkey so <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: pretty weird uh, good uh good misdirect on that one nice one and <laughs> here we go
0: hi this is tim this is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature if you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk a and drunk a cat
1: drunk drunk drunk, account, drunk, recojo, drunk, account, drunk blocked, a cat and drunk a and drunk a cat drunk 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 Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Tim. And joined, joining, I should say, <laughs> with us today, uh, we've got uh, Dr. Tony Hayek, uh, CEO of Blue Wealth Property. Uh, Tony, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thanks, boys. It's a pleasure to be on. He yeah, doesn't hang out with a couple of drunk accountants. <laughs> <laughs> Most fun accountants you can imagine.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. It does make us more fun. Yeah. Yes, when we drink. <laughs> makes yeah. anyone more fun, right? <laughs>
1: Unless you're an angry drunk, then not so much. <laughs> oh, uh, then not so much. much. <laughs> yeah, uh, But uh, no, no, great to have you on. Wrong. Yeah, uh, our, our main topic today is, is going to be all about the property market, which is something Tim and I aren't experts in. So it's great to, to have someone on. I, I think this is probably something... You know, apart from uh, outsourcing, if we're going to an accountant's crowd, this might be the, the number one topic that I think people mm. love to try and talk about and, and understand. So, keen to dive in. But very first, Tim, what, what is, is the Tim and Dan Dan-lo? Dan-lo? We didn't warn you about that, Tony. Um, <laughs> Tim, how's your week going?
0: Yeah, it's going well, Dan. Yeah. I am going away in a couple of weeks to Europe, so I'm on the countdown. Wait, you what? <laughs> <laughs> Why is this the first I'm hearing about this? I know. <laughs> Um, I saw that they're doing some free trade agreements sort of stuff over there right now. So, so I thought put, I'd get in person, my head.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> What's number one in your free trade uh, agenda? Right, so- mm. um, glad, glad I asked. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I've, I've yeah. got a plan here. Okay. So uh, I don't know if you,
0: you saw this, Tony, but uh, the Europeans, mm. they don't want Australian producers of prosciutto mm. to be able to call it prosciutto yeah. anymore. I saw this. And the same with feta. Mm. Uh, and then also Prosecco. I'm feta- of their attitude. I was gonna say, yeah. so let's just start coming up with new oh, names wow. now. Yeah. Let's just let's just do it. So okay. I was thinking Bro-shooter, bro-shooter. Yeah. <laughs> that- and just like appeal to the health audience. So okay. it can be like muscly bro on the front. Yeah, or like sharing it with a protein. friend,
1: bro-shooter. Yeah, a bit of bro-shooter. Yeah. Um what about feta? What's a good one for feta? Better. Better. Yes, there you go. It was right there. It was it was right there. <laughs>
3: Yeah, <laughs> but
0: how funny is that? I mean, uh, it's, it's a strange one for the EU to turn around and just mm. be like, hey, all those names you've been using for mm. decades. You can't do that. Anymore. We, we just want st- to stop that now. That's
1: the same as champagne. That's why we can't call like a sparkling wine here champagne because it's not from champagne.
0: But there is no Prosecco region, mm,
1: right? It's right. A little bit different.
0: A little bit different.
1: Well, so. uh, I did see a funny um, Petutor advocate article that said uh, we can't, we won't let you use our name cheese either. And it was like Bega. <laughs> <laughs> That <laughs> that is, tasty cheese right or something. Bega,
2: at least bigger is a location. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Is, is prosciutto a location? I want to see a map. In <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Confirmation that prosciutto is made in prosciutto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're gonna do the Aussie thing and just ignore it. Yeah. Exactly. Or like, why don't we just come up? Why don't we just
1: call it? tasty meat or something yeah <laughs> that's yeah. what we do with cheese yeah uh, isn't that just cheddar real thin meat
2: yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
2: look yeah. you know what um, it, it takes a generation to change that stuff because even if it says prosciutto on the packet, I'm still going to call it prosciutto yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly I do that Aussie still calls sparkling wine from Tasmania <laughs> yeah, no champagne. it's yeah.
0: champagne <laughs> it is the only time I will call it sparkling wine is if I go to the bar mm. and I'd I know they have champagne for like $100. Don't want to pay yeah. That,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> Can I get the yeah. sparkling
1: one, please? Yeah. Just one <laughs> sparkling, thanks. Yeah. That's
2: very, that, that could be a very expensive rebellion. Definitely. <laughs> I
1: always worry about that, yeah. too. It's funny. <laughs> uh, uh, what about you guys? How, how is your week going? Give us your Tim and Dan Lowe. Um Yeah, for me, pretty good. I've got a few things that I want to get off my chest. Um, okay. The, yeah, let's the go. first thing is. Um, Neapolitan ice cream. Um, <laughs> if you look just over there, you can see a, a carton or two of it um, in my recycling oh, yeah. just there. Yeah, I, see, I do see two. I don't know why I keep buying it because- (laughs) What are you doing? I don't want the chocolate. (laughs) What do you do? You just throw it out? No, I eat it, but it's always begrudgingly at the end. Like it's the strawberry and the vanilla are gone and there's just like the perfect little like third of chocolate left. (laughs) And I want to know, am I the only one or is is strawberry and chocolate, sorry, strawberry and vanilla just the universal? I'm going to eat that first out of a Neapolitan tub. I think you are the only one.
2: Usually the other way around. I'm always really excited about when uh, someone pulls out the that that option for me because usually there's no chocolate and it's all strawberry and vanilla. I'm like, how is this? I'm like strawberry vanilla man. And, All of you chocolate nuts, nut bags, you can just go over the one spoon that's left.
1: Yeah, there you go. So, Tony's a strawberry vanilla man as well. You've just become my instant best friend, Tony. (laughs) I I think we're we're meant to be here. Kindred spirits. Yeah, so uh, this is great. (laughs) And I've been wondering, can you just buy a strawberry tub? Because I'd be into that. And I don't want it fancy. (laughs) You can. Yeah. I
2: always wonder about those chocolate people. If you're going to complain about the strawberry and the vanilla, go and buy a chocolate tub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just leave us alone. Let
1: us them, uh, I'm so glad I brought this up. I agree. Well, maybe they need to get around that. You're you the odd one out. Get rid of the chocolate. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll eat it all. It doesn't really mm. bother me that much. I do eat it, but it just... It's like ugh, At the end. I prefer to crush up.
0: Like chocolate bars and put it in vanilla ice cream. That's what I'm all about. That I make good. my own cold rock
1: that at is home. Good. So. do you like mashed up on the on the bench? There, do you just kind of in the bowl? I, I
0: get out like the
1: mortar and pestle thing. <laughs> just the things, bang, bang bang. Just like your tim tams <laughs> to a fine grain and then <laughs> pour it in. Exactly. <laughs>
2: We, we've we've got uh, you know some teenage kids, and I can tell you that's a very popular event at a kids party. They're too old for that now. <laughs> you buy tubs of uh, ice cream, get a few biscuits, crunch them up, get some M and M's, mate. You're a hero. Absolutely,
0: <laughs> it's like McFlurry, it's
2: Colruyt. Yeah. Old just, Rock McClurry, Maccas.
1: All the best okay, things.
2: whatever you want. It's all in one. So good. I just realized, Tim, you've got all this
1: fun to look forward to. I mean, I suppose I technically I do too, but it's much sooner for you. <laughs> yeah, I actually have it, yeah, kid. Cause yeah, because you have a child. Uh, <laughs> um, I have an eight-month-old baby, Tony. So. I was actually going to
2: ask you boys whether you had children because your dad joke uh, level is quite high. It's <laughs> very impressive. <laughs> it's gone uh, up no, better since Tim had a baby. Kids, you know, <laughs> so when I come up with a dad joke, it's... Appropriate,
1: yes, absolutely. It's
2: appropriate, it's you know, socioeconomically appropriate. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I've, I've definitely my type of joke at the beginning of the podcast has changed mm. uh since Lewis was born. So, uh, mm-hmm. and even recently, there's just been some straight up kids' jokes, yeah, straight up kids' jokes that are just make no sense. At some point, Tim will just start singing the wiggles at the start. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I've been singing the wiggles without even knowing it. Like <laughs> oh, yeah, a wiggle song came on the other day, and I was like, oh.
1: I've been singing that to Lois. I didn't even know that was the Wiggles. So, voluntary. <laughs> yeah, Very catchy. Uh, that's classic. Um, so I do have one more thing before, Tony, you can tell us about uh, how your week's going. And mm-hmm. that is that it is the third week of Drunksmas. Ah, it is too. So, Tony, we've been celebrating uh, Christmas in July. Uh, we've been calling it Drunksmas. Um, and, and every week we, we do a giveaway. And yes. so the first week there was four stubby coolers. The uh, second week, there was three merch shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this third week, it is two accountability buddies. Hey, All those listening won't know what that is unless you've got a shirt from us in a previous years. <laughs> but essentially, Tim, there's lots of things you shouldn't be doing alone, right? Mm. You know, Like scratching your back. <laughs> scratching your back, you shouldn't do alone. Playing tennis, you shouldn't do <laughs> alone. Tennis. But a lot of people think you should run a business alone. And should yes, just do. be knuckling down and just going for it, right? Yeah, no. And it's a lonely place. I think uh, Tony, you, you're running a business. Yeah, it'd be
0: much harder if you were trying to do that all by yourself, right? Much
2: harder. Yeah. Job. So I just eventually spent um, 15 years trying to find people that were smarter than me and everything.
1: Yeah, there
2: you go. I it. It's pretty good. Works.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so we're we're finally launching the first phase of our, our uh, some online group content, mm. and it's uh, it's called Accountability Buddies, and it's me and Tim, doing mm-hmm. some online group advisory uh, with a group of no more than, say 10 businesses in specific industries. And we're just going to meet and keep each other accountable to our goals. There's going to be some educa- education pieces every week. Uh, we're going to go through your goals, your actions, your KPIs, go through the, the group's biggest issues every month. love it. Um, and, and the main groups that we're looking to fill up first are going to be e-commerce trades professional services and bookkeepers yeah so if you're in any one of those four industries Mm. uh then go to our website Mm. we're going to have a registration page for early access uh this is going to launch in the next two months is the goal uh and if you want early bird pricing go inquire right now because uh that's how you're going to get some uh, early bird access to Jumping the, the Accountability Buddies. We're yeah. finally doing it. Yeah, We're, our shirts at last year's ZeroCon said Accountability Buddies, <laughs> and it's taken us like nine months to get to this point. Love it. So it's yeah, already.
2: two drunk but accounts. I reckon, reckon it'll be very popular.
1: That's the goal. Yes, That's the goal. Uh,
2: so, Tony, as, as uh, when I was a young young man many yeah. years ago,
0: when I was your age, still a young man. Yeah.
2: Um, trying to trying to find you know the right people to give you the right mentorship and the right guidance mm. actually really hard. Mm, definitely, Somehow get a bunch of people in the same place at the same time and people who are willing to share their successes and their pains. Well, it's it's priceless.
0: Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I've found that with speaking to other accountants, mm. you, you just take things that you don't take from. Yeah, potentially doing. it. Alone, yeah, exactly. Um, and it's sort of like with with you guys at Blue Wealth, you, you're creating a community mm. that way. So, like a community of investors or a community of people with like minded interests. So,
1: yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, I, th- I think community is a right. You know, you, you hit the nail on the head. Um, it's a
0: support network. It's a support it's,
1: network, it's, and if you can add yeah. in some some education, some training mm. uh, around it from people like us, then even better. So. Mm. Jump on the website, make sure you uh, register your early interest yes, to dude. get that discount pricing. That's cool. Uh, Tony, how's, how's your week? You been busy?
2: Uh, my week has been great. Um, I actually did something pretty cool. You, are you two rugby league boys?
0: Yeah, well, I'm into sport. I'm more of an AFL man myself, but- uh, who's,
2: your, who's your AFL team?
0: Uh, the Bombers, Essendon.
2: Bombers? Oh, no, well, Fiona from my office will love you. Ah, oh, there you, you go. go. Bomber fanatic. On oh. Friday- we had a visitor from Adelaide who's a Crows supporter. She was wearing her Bombers jersey.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: because we,
2: we gave them a you taken, the You've board. taken, um, you know, casual Friday to a whole other level now. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you fix that with a Bombers shirt, but she was pretty excited about it. That's awesome. Um, what about you, Dan? Um, <laughs>
1: not, <laughs> yes and no. Growing up the Central Coast, you can't avoid it. I played it for like five years. Uh, and I obviously know a lot about it, but I don't actively watch it currently. Okay. <laughs>
2: All right. You must be a rooster supporter, but that's okay. We'll I, ha- I am a
1: rooster supporter. no joke.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, he looks like an Easter well, suburbs boy, I doesn't met he? The
2: yeah. Fifth rooster supporter. <laughs> um, we did a presentation on Monday, Andrew uh, Andrew Mortimer and I. Oh, Andrew
3: nice. Yeah. Uh, Steve
2: Mortimer. His name.
0: His name rings a bell. Definitely.
2: Yeah, the famous. Uh, First New South Wales captain to ever win a series, Steve Mortimer. Hmm. Uh, anyway, we did a presentation on Monday to the Manly uh, Single Squad.
0: That's awesome.
2: About uh, investing in property and using their money wisely. Um, we did the same thing a few months ago for the Bulldogs. and um, That's very cool. Our intention is to do that also for the Rabbitohs and a couple of other cops. So... Um, sort of one of those things you know you talk about uh business and tying in your passions with yes. your work and you'll you know so rugby league is a great passion of mine and of, and andrew's and a few of my teammates so That's yeah it's pretty cool yeah. you know, young blokes who are really feeding off the of the information and it's like a little subsection of society some of them think they already know everything and some yeah. of them don't really care, and some of them were taking more notes than they've ever taken yeah. in their
0: life. And yeah, it's interesting, <laughs> so isn't it's it?
2: That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool.
0: That's awesome.
2: Great, great, great bunch of young men. I love that. Yeah, Because, yeah,
0: cool. you know, they're earning big money, and it's their it's a short window of time. They need to capitalize on what yeah. they're earning. So, that's yeah. awesome. But it'll just be Turbo, great to-
2: Turbo's a very intelligent young man, and he really- just the top bloke. First time I'd met him in person, uh, Ruben oh, nice. Garrick. Same thing. He was you know, Lachlan Croker. So yeah. some really lovely young men, and they, you know, very engaging. Ask question, and asked questions. That's awesome. Pretty
0: cool. That's yeah. awesome. I reckon um, Harvey, I, who I works like for
2: us, of... walked around with no shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Roy kept saying, "Well, if I had a body like that, I'd never wear a shirt." <laughs> Long time, like, please put a shirt on. What? Yeah. It's so like cold outside. Yeah, it's cold. Tim yeah. keeps
1: doing that in our office, and it's really inappropriate, <laughs> to be honest.
2: Yeah, well, I certainly didn't go back to the office and take a shirt off. <laughs> But yeah, that was
1: pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds really great. There's a
0: guy who works with us who's a mad Manly fan. Mm. Um, So, he'd be very excited to hear about that.
2: You'll see some uh, social stuff, social media stuff on our pages uh, soon. But Andrew put up a couple of, he put something up on his LinkedIn. So, if your mate jumps on Andrew Mortimer on LinkedIn, he'll see Pretty cool. Yeah, so,
0: guy with his shirt off. That's, that's
2: really cool. Yeah, no, he, put a, he put a shirt on for the presentation, which was very respectful. <laughs> he took his pants off, but that's a the story. Yeah,
1: you have one choice. It's top or bottom. Yeah. You got to, yeah.
2: Well, he said to me, look, it's one of the other. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, let's let's move on to our uh, business update which which you know what? Let's skip the business update. I didn't really have anything this week anyway. Well, we we're, we're going to be talking about the property market. Yes, that's so exactly. So that's kind of like it's a business sort of update, business update it's really anyway. Topical. Exactly. Yeah, so I agree. Let's just uh, but focus on that. Let's go to the tight ass tip. Yeah, so guys, I've been wanting to hear this story all week. I so
0: Tony just a bit of context for you. I'm a bit of a tight ass. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I I preach uh, Taitas ism which mm. is a way for you to live your life essentially. It's a it's philosophy. A, it's a philosophy yeah and uh, yeah. and it yeah. essentially involves uh, cutting corners with costs left yeah. right and center yeah. uh, but in a fun well, way
2: I'm a builder, you? <laughs> 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 yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just a classic my house have
2: windows, well, <laughs> yeah, They weren't I'm necessary, doing. really. Ah, yeah. just, just all
0: bricks. <laughs> <laughs> the windows tax. You yeah. don't pay that windows tax. <laughs> right.
2: um,
0: so, each week I do a tight-ass tip. Mm. And uh, this, this week's tight-ass tip, I'm going to actually walk through... A recent experience I had—it uh, it was a f- bit of a fail for me, to mm. be honest. Because I always stayed in research the price."
1: It was one of you your—it you was one of your
0: most famous Tardar tips. Yeah, know
1: your price. Know the price. Yeah.
0: So I made the mistake of not knowing the price mm. at the optometrist. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mistake. I went to get a pair of glasses, and mm. the examination was awesome. It's this guy I know through like a uh, training group that I mm. go to. It's unreal. Picked out a pair of frames that I liked mm. and he was like, oh, you know, do this with the lenses. You know, it's going to bounce back the blue light. It's going to not warp what you're seeing. Blue it's light gonna, filter. All this all yeah. this stuff. And I was like, yes, let's do it. Yes. I was just a yes man. Mm. I was just saying yes to everything. I picked out the lenses. They, they lined them up with my eyes and awesome. I had not at this point asked how much these glasses <laughs> were going to cost. And uh, unfortunately they ended up the price tag was fifteen hundred dollars.
1: Fifteen hundred for a pair of glass and frames I, with lenses. Now, I know you. You do see
2: through walls.
1: Yeah, yeah they're X-ray, obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's right. And and but I, I also know that you would be used to your private health. You go into one of the chains yeah. and you get two pairs for two hundred bucks uh, yeah. or something. That's yeah. that's, that's what you were what I'm expecting. Used to. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'll support local
0: business here. And yeah. So I'm ha- I paid 300 bucks for the examination. I see mm. a great value in that because mm. there's glaucoma in my family and so mm. there's great value in that. But um, And so I actually did, th- and I t- even worse, Dan. So I was in such shock. I paid for them. But then as I was driving home, I spoke to Jade and I was like, I just paid $1,500 for glasses. (laughs) It's just like, what are you doing? You can't pay that. So, I called him straight back and I was like, sorry. I need to cancel that order. I can't do that. (laughs) So,
1: I don't have a new pair of glasses yet. But the moral of the story is, uh, ask about the price before- (laughs) I like that you- Because most people, me included, you'd pay for it and be like, why did I do that? I'm an idiot. Oh, well. I had Lesson learned. buyer's remorse yeah, but straight, straight away <laughs> straight away you were like I'm calling him back I'm not paying yeah, for that I yeah. had to but
2: unfortunately they're like a car as soon as you walked out with those glasses on mate they were worth 700 <laughs> <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah so oh. so that was an experience bit of, a, bit of an embarrassing one too because I know the optometrist so, mm. so this is a, actually, a really, I'm so sorry this Titus tip okay. is reiterating: know your price. Know your price. And know your price. Yeah, because then you're just going to waste a lot of time. Mm. And uh, well, I now, mean,
2: Tim, it's um, time for a bit of dollar cost averaging. You need to jump on marketplace. You need to get yourself six or seven pairs yep. of glasses for two dollars each. And <laughs> what you do is you just divide eight <laughs> pairs of glasses that cost fifteen hundred dollars, $1, fifteen hundred and ten dollars.
0: Yes. Yes. And
2: Bowls, and all of the sun, you make Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay. I might
0: not be able to see, but who cares? It doesn't That's matter. Okay.
2: That's okay. I
0: just get yeah. some eye drops to yeah. like really just keep them yeah. nice
1: and moist. <laughs> <laughs> nice
0: and moist. I'm able to see fine.
1: Right. Yeah. So this Ooh. is um, a, this a, a book we're going to release uh, at some point in the future, Tony. <laughs> it's it's all about Tim's tight ass tips that we come up with every week, and occasionally there's a Dan's dollar saver, but it's mostly mm. Tim's tight ass tips. Yeah. Um, which which is going to be called um. Does this make sense? Was that uh, what we landed on? This book on? makes sense. This book makes sense? Yeah. Um, but it, it'll be C E N T S. Yeah. Because that's
0: probably how much it'll save you. Yeah. Sense. <laughs> <You forgot. laughs> are, are
2: you a tight uh, ass, Tony? Unless you're buying glasses, of course, which yeah. could, be, could be hundreds.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I got the script. I'm going to go to one of those cheap, nasty ones, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Tony, do you follow the ways of tight or do you think it's. That's, um, that's no, what it not,
2: not yes or no. Hmm. Yes and no. I was going to ask you what kind of tight ass you are. Because <laughs> well, I'm a tight ass, Yeah, but everybody who knows me doesn't think I'm a tight ass. <laughs> <laughs> they think I'm generous, and I am. You know, I, I tend to be. Um, I'm probably a little bit wasteful in some uh, things where, with my generosity, and I'm giving.
3: From, yes,
2: but if I can, I live in Epping, and if we're going up to Macquarie Centre, I won't take the M2.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: and pay. $7.20 or whatever that outrageous amount of money is on the dog Love it. Smart. So I can just go up Epping Road and save money. Mm, smart. And then on my way back, I'll, of course, I'll get stuck in the traffic and then my family will say, Dad, you're such a tight ass. <laughs> because it took us an extra 12 minutes to get home. <laughs> That is the
0: spirit oh, yes. of that is the spirit of Uh Yes, uh, it is the little ways that you save the yeah. money that doesn't matter, but yeah. you go that's out of your okay. way to do it anyway because you're.
2: Just <laughs> like, for me, I think it's not so much. Well, maybe it is tardarism, but I just don't like waste.
3: Yeah,
0: mm. it's, no it's about it that's we it. Keep
2: at home, and they're like, they, you know, we'll be out, and they'll text me, Dad, can we get Uber Eats? I'm like." Oh my God, there's shooter in the fridge. There's some, <laughs> on some toast. What you, there's some better cheese and there's some shooter yeah. in yeah. the
1: better
0: fridge. <laughs> <laughs> there's some sparkling.
1: There's some spark- yeah, sparkling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I yeah, love it. There's definitely a bit of uh, tight ass in there. And,
0: um, That's good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've I've lost my ways a little bit sometimes, and with the glasses thing, I was like, you know, I'm going to support a local business here, mm. and I'm going to do it right this time. And mm. then I would totally backtracked the moment that I realized how much it was going to cost me. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm one of those
2: idiots that will save seven dollars on the toll and then go and buy a Watch it's way too expensive. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're all like that. It's, <laughs> it's just yeah. what you see value yeah. in. That's yeah. the thing. It's yeah. it's yeah.
2: You, That's you, absolutely you, right. Dan.
1: You're a tight yeah. ass in areas that you that you don't care yeah. about, and yeah. and you spend in the areas that you do care about. That's
2: it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: Love it. I agree. All right. Let's, uh, let's dive into our main topic, shall we? And, and that is, of course, our chat with you, Tony, about property, about the property market. Um, so, you know, as I said earlier, people love to talk about property. Um, we occasionally get questions. We've been on a few property podcasts of yeah. other people's yeah. um, talking about Ooh. the tax consequences of, of certain property things. Mm. Um, so, it's a, it's a hot topic. People love it. But Definitely. we're not in the industry. We're mm. not economists. Um, we don't. Um, uh, we don't do any research. We don't do really? any research. Uh, we're we're not financial planners. So so we, we don't, don't have own f- ten properties each. Are we don't own way. ten properties so, each. We're yeah. not big property investors personally. Not not for any particular reasons. Just we're not we're currently just young. Yeah <laughs> <day>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so this is. An area that we thought we need someone else on. And coincidentally, we've got an event coming up, um, Mortgage Choice Arena and, and Mortgage Choice Wyong um, putting on an event with, with you guys on, on August 2nd. So, we thought, well, why not? Let's plug that and then also yeah. get you on to cover some topics that, that you're more familiar with than, than we are. Definitely.
0: And- I've and just let me preface this by saying as well, Tony, I've seen a presentation you've done and uh, and it is really interesting all the data and the insights and the way that you guys research the properties. So
2: I'm glad you enjoyed it. Mm. It's, you know, we've been, I've been, so I've been presenting on um, property and property related topics now for 22, 23 years. Mm. Uh, when you boys were still at school
1: yeah yep uh, primary school. had, had
2: <laughs> you actually started school yes,
1: yes. Yeah. yep yeah. yep yeah. i was four, four or five <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes.
2: yes yes, yep, yep. um so uh, i've certainly seen um many cycles i've seen mm. uh, lots of uh, good times lots of not so good times lots of panic lots of excitement lots of you know mm. so you know, property, the property market, um, it generates a lot of emotion in people. Mm. And, you know, and, and most of the time, the emotions that people are feeling in any part of the cycle are actually not logical. They're illogical,
3: mm-hmm. yeah?
2: Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know whether Luke and Katie told you this, but I have a PhD in psychology. Yeah. And so, typically markets are driven by people. Mm, yeah, are driven definitely. by people and their behaviour. So, when you go to an auction at the peak of the cycle and you're like seeing people pay what well, everybody knows is stupid money for a property you sort of go well well that makes sense the market's <laughs> hot all these people are here yeah. yeah but then you go back to that same environment and if you took out that moment and you put it into the current market and you had that same experience everybody would be freaking out
0: yeah yeah so contextual
2: Mm. Yeah, so everything's contextual and I think one of the things that we've been able to teach people over the years is, you know, um, don't get overly excited when the market's hot and don't get depressed when the market's not mm. because it's all a cycle. It's going to come and go. If you buy, property markets and property prices go up far more often than they come down, Yeah. yet most Australians don't invest in property.
3: Mm.
2: Uh, I don't know whether you guys know the numbers, but... um 8.7% of Australians own an investment property. Really?
0: That feels so 8. low compared to...
2: Isn't that crazy? 8.7%. Now, as accountants, you guys would know, certainly for the high income earners paying 47 and a half cents in tax, once they get over 180, the tax is basically holding their investment property for them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah? Yeah, yeah. You know, for our clients who are buying brand new, maximizing their depreciation, maximizing their yield, You know. And obviously, getting the tax benefits, they're holding a five, six, seven, eight hundred, one million dollar property for nothing Mm. Mm. because the tax man's essentially the tax man and the tenant are paying for
3: it. Yeah.
2: Yet, despite what you guys said at the beginning, that it's a really hot topic and everybody loves talking about property and barbecues Mm. are filled with property and you've been on property podcasts and property, 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 Mm. less than one in 10 Aussies owns an investment property. So we're really all obsessed with. Uh, our homes. Mm, the challenge that most Australians will have is they'll buy a house in, you know, in Eranar, they bought it from 500 now it's worth $1.2. Mm. By the time they retire, it's going to be worth 2 dollars uh, Hopefully they have paid down the debt, uh, although you guys probably know now there are more and more Australians going into retirement with debt still on their home. Mm, yeah, uh, That number has doubled in the last 20 years.
0: Wow. Uh, it makes sense. It makes sense.
2: Mm. And... Um, they find themselves with this asset that's worth a lot of money but doesn't generate them any income. Yeah. Mm. Yeah? And they didn't come and see you guys, so they didn't really have any tax planning. They didn't really have any wealth creation plans, and they sort of got to the other end. They did what their parents told them to do, which is pay down their home loan, Mm. pay down their home loan, or most of it. But And their super's not enough. You know, they're 65. They're probably going to live to be 90, they've got half a million bucks in super and that's going to now last them 25 years so the numbers don't quite work for aussies you know and and what we're trying what we've been trying to do now for many years with companies like mortgage choice and and other um financial professionals is just educate people so that they know the difference between uh what happens if they do and what happens if they don't
3: Yeah. yeah
2: for sure and then it's up to them to make that decision.
0: Yeah. I agree.
2: So mm. if we look at um, probably what is a pretty extreme case, right? Let's let's look at COVID because that's that's a really good example.
0: Mm. What a weird time. Uh, yeah.
2: February 2020, we all hear about this weird thing going on in China that, you know, uh, this virus. And the next thing you know, it's March and it's now in Australia. Next thing you know, we're um, in lockdown. Mm. And. Pretty much every property commentator in the country and every economist in the country said that the property market was going to fall 30 or 40%. Mm. Correct?
0: Doomsday. Mm. Yep.
2: Doomsday. Now, how does that translate to reality? You know, Mums and dads living all over the Central Coast going, oh, shit, this is terrible. Mm, definitely. Now, my $1 million property is going to be worth $600,000 mm. by the end of the year. 700000 So, I should sell it. Or... I'm going to freak out now and panic and get stressed. Mm, yeah. And of course, nobody knew what was going to happen with their job. You know, they owned a cafe or they worked at the local supermarket or whatever. And now their job was, you know, under threat. Definitely. Now, if you stood back from all that and you thought about how people actually behave, you might have thought a little bit differently. Now, I did a version of a podcast, my first ever webinar with nobody in the room, mm, nice. it really, really weird. I was just going through a computer. <laughs> That's in, tough in, to do. I think it was April of 2020. And I said, the property market would hibernate and then it would explode.
3: Mm.
2: And everybody thought I was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was actually literally getting text messages with you know abusive messages and you know, all this kind wow. of stuff. I'm like, wow, okay, people just what you know, was your reason- that it doesn't make any sense
0: yeah what was your reasoning at that time like what 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 made well, you say that
2: my reasoning was just reflected on how people behave yeah mm. so tim you're a father now and you've got you know but so for you that sense of responsibility is really important to you mm. so when when things start to crumble around you as an aussie culturally our response is to bunker down
3: mm. yeah
2: and we also have that she'll be right mate type attitude. So we don't, you didn't rush off and just sell your property. The only way you can have a 30 or 40% fall in the market Mm. is if everybody decides to sell at the same time. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: definitely, definitely.
2: And what's your son's name? Lewis. Lewis. So you're much more likely as an Aussie bloke to sell Lewis before you sell your house. (laughs)
0: So, well, I mean, you know, maybe there's a lucrative market in there. Europe now. Well, I I should not work much, much
2: that. more than your house. But anyway, that's a <laughs> another day.
0: I do have travel insurance, actually. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so, um, humans by their nature just don't behave that way. And then when you translate that to, to um, an economic perspective of supply and demand, mm. well, what all of the commentators were predicting was just not possible. Mm. Yeah? It's where like is that- this where is this extreme supply gonna come from mm. and is demand going to disappear?
1: Very true. People
2: still need to live in their homes. They still want to hold on to their dream. Yeah? Yeah. Which is why I said it would hibernate.
3: Mm. We
2: would all just go bunker down. Mm. Everybody would just live on, you know, brochuto and, and white bread <laughs> and 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 um it's
1: leg ham. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> maybe
2: some better, and we would, some you know, we would get through it, and then when we all realised it wasn't as bad as we thought, it would explode.
3: Mm.
2: You guys might be too young to remember the GFC and the implications the GFC had, same sort of thing. Yeah? Mm-hmm. GFC hit, the Greeks and the Irish and the Spanish governments were going broke, mm. and all of the Australian newspapers were telling us that you know all those, co- all those places are going to go broke, so therefore the Australian property market's going to crash.
3: Yeah.
2: And I was like,
3: (laughs) How? Why do Mm.
2: I care if the Greek government goes broke? My tenant in my apartment in North Parramatta isn't going to move out because the Greek government went broke. Mm. Yeah? (laughs) So that was sort of the the logic around it. And, and of course, history shows that if you bought a property – uh, when the GFC hit and held it today, you're, you, you would have made millions. If you bought a property uh, as soon as COVID hit and held on to it, you would have made hundreds of thousands. Yeah. So you know, the number one tip is to surround yourself with people that are going to speak reason. to not get caught up in the frenzy and the panic.
0: Yeah.
2: Stay calm. No one ever makes good decisions when they panic. Mm, no. <laughs> um, and so we now find ourselves in a situation where – there's something else for people to panic about and that's why the interstates, yeah. So <laughs> mm-hmm. hey, i running around and I got bailed up. Unfortunately, I was wearing a shirt like this with blue oil property on it and I went to the dentist.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and the dental aide asked me what I did for a living and I told her, and mate, my 25 minute teeth clean went to <laughs> an hour and a half. I couldn't get out of there. <laughs>
0: Oh no! And you probably couldn't speak either. They're yeah. rustling around <laughs> your mouth. <Yeah>.
2: So <laughs> yes. uh, everyone's freaking out about. She was going on and on about. Um, Property going to uh, rates are going to get up. To, Tony, is it true? Rates are going to get up to ten percent. Hmm. Should I should I fix my loan now at nine percent for five years? And <laughs> whoa, 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 calm down. So humans, by their nature. When things are going up, they think they're going to go up forever.
3: Mm.
2: It's the the frenzy and the prop in the peak of the market. And when they're going down, they think they're going to go down forever. Yeah. yeah. And so we know the property market went up twenty five or twenty six percent in that in that sort of COVID period, post COVID period, and then it went back down at about about nine percent.
3: Yeah.
2: Mm. Uh, overall, so everybody is well ahead of where they were before. Yeah. And one of the other things that we know in recent times which is a bit of a crisis for some is the rental crisis it's mm. so for our investors a lot of the uh cost increases from interest rates have been offset from the income which mm. as you know is the rent mm. yeah so if you guys look at you know just rents on the coast um uh, you know they've skyrocketed and that mm. is a reflection of every other every other market in the country
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: I guess there's a uh, demand I a supply.
2: Bedroom, I, I had a two bedroom apartment in uh, in a suburb in uh, Brisbane called Newstead, which I was renting out for about five hundred and sixty dollars a week through COVID. Um it, not, I was one I was fortunate, nothing changed. Yeah. Uh that is now renting for eight hundred and seventy five dollars a week. Wow. So it's clearly yeah, a supply problem. Yeah. Two years later, there's a massive supply problem. Mm. And the bad news for the renters is it's not going to get any better in time soon. Mm. Because until rates fall and there is a situation where people can afford to buy instead of rent, so mm. less renters, um, and there's a situation where the rent is lower so developers can develop because mm. money's cheaper, mm. the problem's not going to be solved. So we need less renters and we need more developers. Yeah? Yeah. Otherwise, the problem is just going to continue to
1: get worse. I, th- I think yeah. so, something that you've said and you've sort of come back to a few times, which which I like, is that a- any of these investment decisions should be a long-term thing. There's ups as downs, but I- you're doing it for the long-term. This, yeah. These aren't you know, property like any investment, shares, whatever. It isn't a get-rich-quick scheme. It's yeah. a think long-term, yeah. set-forget, create your, your plan o- over a long period of time. And, and I think that's part of you know, what often annoys me about property people is mm. is there's people who did buy right before COVID, they made a stack of money and it, it wasn't from their genius. It wasn't yeah, that they planned their this. Vision. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't their vision. Yeah. There's a guy we know with the vision. Uh, it, it was because <laughs> right. they, they just- <laughs> We all have a goal of that. Yeah, yeah, they just happened to be in the right spot at the right time for, for their investment. Yes, they made a good choice to buy at that time. They were able to at the time, mm. but they had no way in hell of predicting what was going to happen in the next three years. And now yeah. they turn around and they start giving people property advice and they start telling them, oh, you need to invest here and do this. And I hear it all the time. Mm. I was eating at a cafe the other day and a guy sitting at a table behind me was giving the person opposite them super uh, superannuation advice about how to buy a property in their super fund. This guy's a builder. <laughs> and I'm like, mate, like I almost turned around, and said, you are not qualified to give this information <laughs> to this poor person. Half of it was wrong. Oh, some good pub <laughs> advice there. Yeah. 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 And we're so, surprised. but, it, but yeah. I think people confuse um, investment with get rich quick, right? Mm. It's in that, yeah.
2: and it needs so to be a longer term view. I've been buying property since you guys were in primary school. Mm. <laughs> I've bought a property every year for 23 straight years.
0: Oh, nice.
2: I've, through European debt crises, through my own life crises, whatever I'm going through, because we all go through stuff, jobs and job mm. changes and business and personal relationships and all sorts of mm. stuff, um, through, you know, coronaviruses, through the Donald Trump era, through mm. the Ukraine war, yeah. Through all different political parties, through Labor leadership, through Liberal leadership. Mm. Everybody, I always say there's two types of people, you know, there's people that, are, that look for reasons to do things, mm. but there are uh, people that look for reasons not to do things. Mm. And unfortunately, most of us, most Aussies, look for reasons not to do things. Mm. Nah, mate, that's bullshit, the market's going to crash, you know, I'll wait on the crashes. Mm. So I've got Very an true. uncle that's been waiting since 1987 for the market to <laughs> crash before he gets in. <laughs> <laughs> But, and, and, you know, to, to throw a bit of data at you, at the turn of the century, 23 years ago, how old were you boys in the year 2000?
0: I um, 10. Uh, the Bummers won the grand final. My life was looking up. My life was looking very up at that point. We haven't won another one since, but that's okay.
2: <laughs> that's okay. Hang in there. Um, so, in the year 2000, so median house price in Sydney now is somewhere in the 1.3 million mark. Yeah? 1.3 million million plus. Mm. In the year 2000, median house price in Sydney was 287000 mm. Yeah? Crazy. And if you read the papers, I would have told you, they, they, I can show you articles every year for 40 years telling you not to buy property or mm. there's something wrong with the property market mm. or something's going to have crash or yep. something, 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 yeah? Yep. And that's not to say that property doesn't go through periods where it goes backwards. I've bought a bunch of properties that went backwards before they went forwards. Mm-hmm. You know, I own, a, own a, a, three, a three bedroom apartment in Parramatta, North Parramatta, mm-hmm. uh, 450 that was worth about 400 about two years later, mm-hmm. and now it's worth about $850. Yep. So <laughs> it's just, you, you absolutely got it spot on. Buy good assets and buy them in good locations, but mm-hmm. the key is to hold them. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, yeah, long term.
2: Long term
0: approach, yeah. And I think like my philosophy with investing is just do something, mm. um, and yeah. So you've now you've now that Tony, like you're, you're spot on there. There are people that look for a reason to do something, and there are people that look for a reason not to do something, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you you referred to dollar cost averaging before, um, so if you do have an investment, awesome.
3: that's, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. that's right, and so you're not responding to market um, turbulation, turbulence, um, you're just, you're sticking to a plan and you're being methodical and yeah. you've got to have strategy. That doesn't mean you can't make bad decisions. You can still buy mm. investments that are wrong mm. because there's markets within markets and, yep.
2: um,
0: yep. but yeah, yeah, it's a long term. And that's term we're coming
2: from. From. And our job essentially is to just try and minimize that risk as much as possible, you know, buying, yeah. for example, our clients right now are buying, um, houses in the northern suburbs of Perth.
3: Mm, yeah.
2: you know, a long way from the central coast, a long way from Sydney. That's
3: it.
0: Uh, a
2: long way. So, and that's all on the back of research. Mm. Uh, and what I would suggest to your listeners is that just surround yourself with a good team. Mm. Make sure you avoid that builder in the cafe, in Dan's cafe. Uh, and, you know, if, for someone who's listening to this right now to sit down with you boys and talk about their tax position, their structure, where their risk might lie, potentially investing in their super. Mm. You know, there's some of these things that you guys are quite about to talk about. Yeah. Then they talk to Luke and Katie at Mortgage Choice and talk about their borrowing capacity and how much they can borrow to mm. make sure that they're buying within their means. Yeah. And then to talk to us about, you know, what's the property that I'm
3: buying?
2: Yeah. And so surrounding yourself with a good team, and that's something that I'm really grateful for. You know, I'm the son of Western Suburbs immigrants. You know, my dad was a taxi driver. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Um, and now he drives Uber in retirement, you know. And if I'd <laughs> taken my class from him, I'll, I'd have about $8.50 to my name, Yeah. You know? <laughs> Fortunately, we got my mother's courage and not my father's. <laughs> um, you know, my dad's a top bloke, but he just he had zero idea about, you know, world creation and, you know, he worked his ass off all his life and mm. all he has to show for it now is his house, mm. which is like most Aussies. You
0: know? Well, that's, you, you raised such a good other point there. Most Aussies, um, the mentality, we were on another podcast today called Tradies in Business, mm. actually. And they were talking about most tradies, if they want to earn more, they just think they have to work more hours. Yep. And it's, it's that sort of that mentality in Australia of I've got to earn more money, better mm. get another job. Um, yeah. And that's what investing is about, whether yeah. it's property, shares, or whatever it may be. Yeah. It's about um, finding a way of getting ahead a little bit quicker.
1: Yeah, and that's not, not overnight. It's a, it's a really good point. It's that yeah, y- there's other ways to get ahead. It's and investing is definitely an, an, an angle that you should be taking. People often do forget their super. That is an investment as well, yeah, and you yeah. should be investing the right way there. Yeah. And I'm not talking about just property. The, mm. You know, you should have a diverse portfolio Absolutely. of investments. Yeah, and you should seek as much advice. And around all these different things um before you you do what you're going to do but make a mm. plan and then start doing it that's yeah. the, as you were saying before just do something yeah and, th- and that's the, the position that i've been finding myself in at the moment mm. is um to give you a bit of a backstory of my property journey tony it's i won't go into the full story because it's sad <laughs> and depressing
2: um but <laughs> it's, it's
1: but I, I i was finally up to a point where i was ready to buy a place um and a,
2: when you say place, you mean a yeah.
1: home. My home to live in. My first home. Um, you know, with my partner at the time, had spent years um, getting her education up to a point where mm. you know she was starting to earn good money, and, and yeah. we'd been building this business. And so, just it was never the right moment. I didn't have the money to do it mm. in, in before then. And we're like, great, let's do it. Uh, and that was, um, I think, we got our pre-approval in January twenty twenty one. And we wow. spent the next 12 months in absolute horrendous conditions. Like just, we were treated like the absolute pieces of scum of the earth by every real estate agent on the central coast. We made offers on mm. 10 houses mm. and were blown out of the water in every single one. And we were offering yeah. well above what they were on the market for. Yeah. It was just horrendous. Eventually yeah. we we're like, you know what? This is silly. Let's mm. back away. Yeah. We'll come back. This is going to drop down eventually. Mm. We'll revisit then we broke out, <laughs> <laughs> and I've been slowly building my probably, my, my wealth back up.
2: Grateful for the for what the market did to you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, for the best. It really, was for the best. You know. It
1: was for the best. But it was not in the moment. I was like, property is the worst thing in the world, and I hate yeah, it. Yeah. It was soul crushing. It was soul crushing at that moment. But I was like, you know what? It's fine. Anyway, so I'm back to a point now. Where I'm like, I'm ready to buy again. I'm tossing up should I buy my own home or an investment, um, because buying a home on my own. Or what's that going to look like in five years? And mm. there's a whole lot of questions I'm trying to ask myself at the moment. Yeah. Um, well, then, one
2: of the biggest, um, you know, seeing as I'm speaking to a young bloke, there's probably a fair chance that your um, audience, you know, is, is similar to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Redvesting is the fastest growing part of our business.
3: Mm. Oh, yeah.
2: So uh, as accountants, you would know that um, – building tax deductible debt and having no tax deductible debt is actually pretty sensible if mm-hmm. you run the numbers you know we've got clients that have got two million dollar portfolios that are renting mm.
3: yeah? Yeah, so true. they
2: rent in the suburb they want to live in in sydney mm. for example a suburb they can't afford to buy in mm. so tony you know i want to live in bondi i want to live in Paddington, or i want to live in, to live mm. in you know balmain mm. No way I can afford to buy there. You know, what I want is $3 million, $4 million, $6 million. Mm, mm. So They own a property in Perth, and they own a property in Melbourne, and they own a property in, you know, Brisbane. And they've got a $2 million property portfolio that basically is neutral, mm. and they're renting in the suburb they want to live in. Mm. So they've got a $2 million portfolio that's growing in value. They're still in the property market, but they haven't gone and bought something that's way over their heads that they're just gonna mm. you know kill themselves for or mm-hmm. alternatively gone and bought 65 kilometers from where they actually want to live yeah. they don't want to live in yeah
1: yeah so yeah so, you
2: know, what what i'm very grateful for over the years is that we have given people the opportunity to understand the alternatives to what they've been taught from their parents
3: yeah yeah
2: because, you know, we all grow up with this whole Great Australian dream concept, which of course for a lot of us now turns into the Great Australian nightmare concept mm-hmm. because um what people want us what people want to buy is just beyond them in a yeah. lot of cases. And that and, you know, young people hear that stuff today and they're like, Oh, we're so unlucky to be born in this period. But I was hearing the same thing when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Young people were never gonna get into the market and blah, 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 blah. It's all the same bullshit. You yeah. just have to find your way and and yeah. Getting the right advice from mm-hmm. accountant, from your accountant, from your mortgage broker, you know, is is critical to that process. It's critical mm-hmm. to that part, because otherwise you're out there sort of floating in the wind. You don't know what you're doing.
0: Yeah, like I think possibly getting in, getting into the market before might have been a bit easier, but like you can still invest in other ways now to try and yeah, yeah step. It's like more like stepping stones towards
1: your end points. Well, yeah. and
2: your yeah. money's These working things. a lot harder for you because mm-hmm. all your tax, all your all your money's taxed it up. In you.
1: Well, yeah. we 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 agree strongly on um, strawberry ice cream, Tony. Um, <laughs> I, I do feel like we're we're going to have some differences of opinion around some t- some of the tax, uh, some of the negative gearing, some of the other things. Um, and so, I actually have a little segment here that I want to pitch to you, uh, Tim. Tim and I, for, <laughs> yeah, t- t- Tim and I, for the past month or so, we we like to put our minds to the big issues, right? <laughs> And, and we've come up with, you know, we hear a lot about the housing crisis. You're hearing a lot about the rental crisis. Yeah. And so, we thought, let's put our minds to the task. And, and over a few weeks, we came up with some housing policy. Mm. And, and uh, we, we want to pitch them to you and, and hear what you think. Sure. All right. So, we got three. We got three of them. Uh, number one. So, this one tackles capital gains. So, we're, we're big fans of capital gains. We like capital gains tax, exemptions, particularly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. particularly. Don't like paying capital Don't gains tax. Don't like capital gains tax, tax. <laughs> but, but we're fans of the, uh, you know, the, 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 discount. the discount, the small business ones. Um, mm-hmm. And we, we understand the reason was, you know, if you're getting all that income in one year, but the growth has been over many, it's not fair you pay all the tax potentially, mm-hmm. you know, in one yeah. year yeah. at a higher rate. So, yep. we understand the purpose. We like it. We're all for it. Mm-hmm. However, the unintended consequence is maybe an inflation of the cost of houses. So, everyone's complaining about interest rates. Mm. My personal opinion is well, it's not the interest rate that's a problem, it's the initial cost that's causing the problem. And it's the disparity to what your income is. So, either no. wages need to grow or there needs to be some level off there.
0: Yeah, because people who are looking for houses to live in are competing with
1: investors. Correct. So, yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, um, policy number one capital gains tax. Limited to a lifetime cap, let's say, let's say five hundred thousand dollars per person, mm. regardless of income. It's not means tested. Everyone gets the same amount. Your mum and dad that the politicians carry on about are the home? ones Your home is always exempt. This yeah. is investments only.
3: Oh it's investments only.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you'd have a lifetime cap of capital gains um, half a mil. Of let's half say. a mil, let's mm. say. That's policy number one. Mm. Policy number two. This one treats rental property. This one's attacking rental property. Oh, let, let me
2: go back this. So I'll make sure I'm clear on it. Yep, go yeah, for it. I would get $500,000 worth of capital gains tax exemption.
0: Discount. Yeah, so that 50%, oh, 50% discount percent would discount. only apply to the first $500,000
1: of gains. And then I'd have to
2: pay full, um, full tax.
1: Yeah. Correct. So, yeah. a bit of a hit for yourself with, with as many properties yeah, as you I, have.
2: I've, <laughs> yeah. I've heard a lot of this stuff before and I'll, I'll tell you why... I, I don't like it. Oh, cool, awesome. This is what to I, want to I wanted. It's I wanted good. I wanted it's debate. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, why yeah. I brought <laughs> <a lot of laughs> like um, it up.
1: The next one was uh, the big issue you hear about at the moment is short term rental affecting long term. Um, like Airbnb. Airbnb mm. is is affecting the su- supply of long term rental properties. Just vacant homes and yeah, homeless people. Yeah, so yeah, more oh, vacant homes, etc. Yeah. Yes. So Tim's idea for this, which I thought was really good, was uh, Airbnb and and the like should be treated as business income. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than residential rental income,
0: so no no capital gains discount at all if your if your strategy is to buy properties in Airbnb, because it's it's a, an asset you're using for business. Let's
1: yep. say like plant and equipment for an earth mover.
2: I don't mind that actually; that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that would create more supply uh, for longer term rentals because you get the ad- an additional benefit of uh, capital gains exemptions. Mm. Yeah. And then the third one was negative gearing to only be allowed for new built, uh, built to rent properties. Mm. Yeah, that kind of makes sense, to be honest. So, you can't negative the gear if you buy an existing property. And a lot of these, you know, if we're going to get real technical here, we'd say, yeah, you'd grandfather in everyone who'd bought so far and it's only new ones. Yeah, you would, you would. All those things. But but just in general, the idea would be negative gearing is limited to uh, rent, uh, so built to rent properties. Mm. Only, so you because you're adding to the supply of rentals. Mm. What's your thoughts, Tony? Let's let's yeah. let's get into it. Keen to hear.
2: Okay, so I don't mind number two. Yeah, I quite I like it. I think that's I think that's fair enough. I mean, yeah. essentially, people do it for um, the excess uh, income. Yeah, and so whether whether or not it, it's a uh, whether or not it's exactly as you say, or whether or, or whether it's delivered differently, or mm-hmm. maybe the income rate on that in- uh, the tax rate on that income is higher, or, or mm-hmm. it's a conversation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, I think is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason is because you need to incentivize investors.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Why do you need to in- incentivize investors? Because investors are the ones providing the housing. Mm-hmm. I only need one house, yeah? Mm-hmm. I have 36 tenants that I pay for, that I support. Now, if you were going to cap my potential upside to take the risk, buy the property, manage the tenants, you know, blah, 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 mm. do all the stuff that I could do,
3: mm.
2: I wouldn't do it anymore. Yeah. I'll look for another way. So now what's happened? Shit, now there's no supply in the market because all these idiots,
3: mm. the
2: Tony's of the world, mm. are no longer going to invest in property.
3: Mm. True.
2: And now, yeah, got all these people who need to live somewhere, and no property. No developments. Developers can't develop because mm. no one's Would you say that most
1: investors, though, are like you and and have newly built investments, or would most investors just be buying already built homes? Because then you're not no, adding supply. I, I
2: definitely think most will probably mm. buy already built homes. Yeah. You know, yeah. I like every one of my properties new. Mm. Um, but then, what you do is if you limit it to you, which would be great for me, because mm. we only sign you and we believe in you, and that's yeah. our philosophy: yeah. yeah? maximum asset base with minimum costs. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Um, the challenge with that is then you get profiteering. Yeah, from developers, they right?
0: know, they know mm. captive.
2: Because we're, we're working in a, in a in a capitalist society where you can't really limit people's opportunity. Because once you start to do that, mm. you very quickly turn your capitalist society into a socialist one mm. yeah so now you're starting to mess with the fabric of society it's not as simple mm. as okay we're just going to do this because then the next question becomes well how? now the developers are profiteering let's control their margins let <laughs> tax yeah? <sucks> them more <laughs> so then yeah so then where does it stop yeah. and so yeah. Um, it's a little bit like the first homeowner's grants that come around, you know? First mm. homeowner's grant is very wonderful and they're telling new property or whatever. So what does the new property guy do? Puts his prices up, 10 <laughs> or 15 grand yeah. because all the new, all the people want to buy.
1: I've never That's liked true. the first homeowner's mark. grants that much because they just add demand and don't mm. actually help. It's the not, the like, it's not yeah. like saying you're getting married, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, I don't mind like yeah. married. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for your wedding. Wow. Oh, you're staying wow. here for a wedding?
0: Oh, we've got a different wedding rates yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And you know, for me, and you boys would know this, Mm. for one of my investment properties that I buy, uh, the government will give me a tax uh, credit of somewhere between eight and 12 grand.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah? For that, I've bought the property, I've managed the property, I've got tenants, I've got to take out the loan, I've got to take the risk, I'm going to deal with the stress of the interest rate rises, I'm going to deal with stress of vacancy, Mm. I've got a tenant who just put his head through the wall, whatever, all this
3: stuff.
2: For that, the government gives me 10 grand.
3: Mm.
2: Now, if I wasn't that person supplying that property for Tim and his wife and son to live in, mm. who has to supply that property?
3: The government.
2: The government. Can <laughs> the government provide housing for 10,000 bucks a year?
3: Mm.
0: It's an it's interesting not... argument. It's actually, yeah. I haven't thought about it that way, to be honest. So <laughs> the, government,
2: it over, it... the problem we have, what is driving pricing, mm. what is driving rental increases, is a lack of supply. It's like bananas Mm. through Cyclone Yazzie. Cyclone (laughs) Yazzie swept through North Queensland. The mothers of Mossman were walking around with bananas in their handbags because it became a status symbol. Mm. What? You can afford to buy bananas at $30 a kilo? That's incredible. (laughs) Was the banana all of a sudden more important, more significant, tastes better? No. (laughs) <laughs> it's just that there weren't many bananas. So cold, and yeah. therefore, the supply-demand imbalance drove the prices. Mm. And this is the challenge that Australian governments have faced mm. forever. So one of the other challenges is, we face in Australia. Y- we don't have enough people to build enough mm. supply.
1: Yeah, the labour So I think
2: have a 3.5% unemployment rate, yeah.
1: where are the people going to come from? Uh, I'm coming it's from... Ch- it's challenging. I think the policy was coming from the idea of that the uh, additional investors uh, adding too much demand to the existing demand for people to buy a home, which yeah. then inflates the prices. Your argument is those same investors actually adds more supply and they kind of cancel mm. each other out. It's fixing the yeah. issue. I, I would wonder well, yeah, whether yeah, or, yeah, or not that's correct. To
2: you, then is what, what in 2017, as you know, mm. the government changed the rules,
3: mm. yeah?
0: yeah they
2: and they allowed only the first owner of a property what you're saying, brand new.
0: Depreciation.
2: Um, to depreciate pictures and videos
1: Yeah.
2: Did that have a significant impact on people buying property?
1: Yeah? You tell us, I'm um, assuming the answer's no.
2: Buying old property. Didn't have any different, people don't care. i, th- I say to people now, i are looking to buy, mm. you know, from us or buy something old themselves or existing. Mm. Oh no, Tony, I don't care about that thing, you know, I want to fix it up and I want to do this and yeah. I want to
3: do that, mm. yeah?
2: Yep. So I, I think it's probably overstating how much mm. impact it, it might have. I mean, we, don't, we won't know until they do it, of course. But yeah. um, my, my solution is for governments to reduce the red tape and the timeline that it takes to provide new supply. Yeah. yeah. And that will resolve a big part of the issue. Definitely, that's a local
1: government Everybody problem too. Everybody
2: is right? focused on the wrong people. Yeah. Everybody's focused on the investor. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you saw that article in the City Morning Herald the other day. Really? You know, the average Australian property investor is just your average hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. they're not. You know what people think they are. Yeah. Um, people like me who ruin that reputation. <laughs> for all that we this that was, was the reason.
1: That was yeah. the reason why everyone would get the five hundred. That was that was in in my mind when I was thinking this through. Mm-hmm. Why it, mm-hmm. everyone who is the average punter mm-hmm. they'd never go above that cap. This doesn't affect them at all. Yeah. So if that doesn't affect demand, then I can see what you're saying mm-hmm. that it's not really having the intended impact. Yeah, it's actually maybe reducing the supply. No, no. It's not that.
2: And you could probably
1: scale that as a percentage. Index it. Index it. The only reason we went with that is because, yeah. They had
2: great conversations about limiting it to one or two properties or three properties or five properties or whatever, which Mm. which, again, I don't mind. It's a little bit like the the superannuation cap.
0: That's right. Yeah.
2: So I don't mind those kind of scenarios, even though someone like me would certainly not like it. Yeah,
1: it's not going to benefit you. I, I think we can agree that the real issue is that there needs to be more supply. Yeah. Um, which which was what the Airbnb thing was about, which mm. is what um you know the adding incentive to build to rent. But as you said, if if that yeah. leads to an ex, you know, an unintended co- consequence mm. of people profiteering, um, then yeah. then yeah, what what is the solution? I suppose local governments mm. helping them relieve some of the red tape issues that you're talking about, mm. adding getting more land for development, adding more supply.
2: Mm. Um, in, in suburbs where, and also, um. Uh, government's shifting um, cultural psyche, yeah?
3: Mm.
2: (laughs) What does that mean? You know, we're one of the only um, international um, city, talking about Sydney,
3: Mm.
2: um, where the Great Australian Dream is still a concept.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah? And my question, people say, oh, people should have the right to buy a house in... Why? Mm. why should they have a right
3: mm.
2: yeah you want a house no problem go buy a house you can buy one in double mm. yeah like yeah. someone walking into a car and saying you know what? I have the right to drive a Mercedes <laughs> I should be able to drive a Mercedes well you know the functions of supply and demand are what dictates price mm. you know in my opinion Sydney is the best city in the world mm. it's in a an amazing country with beautiful weather it's safe it's, uh, 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 to a great extent, compared to some European, Mediterranean, African, mm. South American countries, yeah. uh, relatively non-corrupt. Yeah, You know, you get rewarded for working hard. Mm. Like, it's an amazing place. Mm. It should have the most expensive property in the world.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good argument. I mean...
2: Pictures, food, water. Mm. I suppose... You know, uh, why uh, wouldn't it be expensive? Uh,
1: arguments I could hear for that would be, then why should the government incentivize your investment into that through... Tax concessions. Mm. Yep. If it's just free market, then aren't they already impacting that market by giving you tax concessions? Mm. Yeah. Fair question. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Fair question. So there's no perfect. Unfortunately, there is oh, no definitely purpose.
1: not. No. Yeah. Well, it's, it's fun to, to talk, talk about, about though. It's a good debate. I love. It. I love debating yeah.
2: it. Yeah. <laughs> so from <It's> my <laughs> many years of experience in this industry, mm. I, I my solution, if I was in charge, if they were talking to me about it, would be. You need to provide more supply
1: yeah yeah you that's
2: that's a fact. the psyche of what the great australian dream is about the great mm-hmm. australian dream is about freedom it's about choice it's about opportunity that's mm. what really we're all about
3: yeah
2: not a quarter acre block that's dead how many australians live in a quarter acre block yeah, Just mm. of yeah?
0: where does a quarter acre you
2: know, people want to live now yep. Uh, more and more buildings have, you know, uh, common areas. They're building, you know, there's mm. lots of new vertical communities coming yeah. up where mm. there's park areas, living, you know, near train station. That's cheaper housing rather than building new roads or new yeah. infrastructure, mm. new, sewer, new train line, new roads. Yeah?
3: Very
0: true.
2: Uh, so having Australians... Adopt a median density lifestyle is also another concept that
1: the government reflects on. Yeah, very true. I've heard a few podcasts and read a few articles about that. The NIMBYs are not in my backyard, people stopping development. There's all Mm. sorts of sides to this debate, which we could probably argue for the next hour, Tony, but we're not going to hold you up for too much longer. I (laughs) I do want before
2: Tony. (laughs) Uh, I've got to head out to uh, Norwest.
1: Oh, geez. All right. Well, we better... Well,
0: I just wanted to, Tony, if you can, in a a couple of minutes, give us an idea of what you think the property market is doing now and moving forward.
2: Well, the property market um, is uh, at the bottom. So, Mm. we've seen it now hit the bottom and start to turn. So, Mm. we've got four consecutive months of median price increases. Mm. Uh, That's relatively uh, uh, reflected across the nation.
3: Mm.
2: Now's a good time to buy.
3: Because yes.
2: rates are at their peak, uh, rents will continue to rise. Rates this time next year will be lower, and when, and, the, and the prices aren't going to get any lower.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: If you want to get into the market, this is the time to do it. And if we go back to Dan's experience, you're getting into the market without that in, incredible frenzy, yeah. Yeah. people's emotions, and the and the FOMO concept. What I call the FOMO premium. Yeah. yeah? So when you were out there, Dan. You know, there's a blog article we wrote um, on our website, if people want to go and search it, um, called the FOMO premium, mm, you
3: know? Definitely.
2: So, that's the premium people pay that's that's over what a property is actually really worth. Yeah. Yeah? And usually what you gain in the last six or nine months of a cycle, you lose in the first six or nine months of the correction. Mm. But the key is to get in now, not wait until the market starts driving up because mm. you're now going to, you know, you know, every day that passes is a bigger risk. Yeah, yeah. So, and if you want to, I'll leave you with this little bit of data and that every uh property boom in Australian history has been preceded by peaking interest rates. Interesting. I
1: want to
2: think about. Mm. Mm. So whether we like it or not, whether it's appropriate or not, whether we want to feel sorry for young men trying to get into their market, into their first property or not, the, the market uh, environment dictates mm. and, and, and that's that's where we're
1: at. Yeah, fascinating. That is really fascinating. Tony, we thank you so mm-hmm. much for coming on the podcast and giving us your time. Uh, it's been great having a chat, it's hearing awesome. your point of view uh, and hearing from all of your experience. So yeah. uh, if people want to get in touch with you or Blue Wealth, where do they go? Uh,
2: they can contact us on, they um, can jump on our website, bluewealth.com.au uh, or on Insta. Um, Facebook you know wherever you like come nice. along so to the uh, local pretty, event pretty, on the 2nd of August Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: nice so if people want to get in touch uh, we also
2: do lots of events so yep. if people want to learn more obviously for those people on the coast make sure you come along um, to Movie Choice Owner's event on the 2nd I think yep. you said it was yep, yep. yep. I'm, do- I'm doing it so I'll, I'll be there nice
0: uh, <laughs> I'll be flying to Europe that there. night so sorry I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be missing that one I'll,
1: I'll see ya
2: yeah okay well it is at the terrible surf bar
1: yep so oh beautiful
2: on the second of uh second of August. so yeah and you know we're in dubbo tonight uh, i'm in northwest tonight um so we, we've always got events on if you want to check out when they are just again jump on our website go to the events that mm. get yourself well, educated that's a really good place to start
1: that's nice one. Well, Tony, we'll have you
0: back again soon, hopefully, because that was a great chat. I yeah, really liked. I enjoyed
1: it. Really liked it. All right. Thanks,
2: Tony.
0: Sure.
1: If, if you want to get in touch with us, two drunk podcasts at uh, gmail.com, two drunk accountants on the socials, two drunk au. If you want to sign up for our accountability buddies, uh, make sure you get an early register there and we will cack you later. Thank you.